Good Sunday morning to everyone out there. It is 9.03 and we are live here at Chorus Key on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is your life, your money, and that's what we talk about here on Your Life, Your Money, Your Life and Your Money. And <laughs> as always, I'm joined by Kelvin, the money guy. Kelvin, thank you again for coming and uh, joining us here in studio on a Sunday morning. Hi, Chris. Good morning. You can uh, call Kelvin anytime at 416-457-7526 or visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's K-E-L-V-I-N, askkelvin.ca. And you can uh, contact him there and uh, you know, get more information on some of the things that we talk about here. And you know, it's, uh, it's, at least, it's a nice day so far. It's, it's been pretty decent this weekend. And yeah. uh, how have you been? Good, actually. Um, try, it's a busy time of the year yeah. for us. Yeah. Like I said, um, it's the Canada's fifth season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What, what were the seasons? <laughs> it's spring, summer, fall, fall winter, winter, and, and RSP That's exactly. <laughs> and it really has, uh, RSP season has kicked into high gear. We're starting to hear those ads on the radio mm-hmm. all the time now. Everyone's, everyone's saying you got to get an RSP all the people that you know are talking about our RRSPs, and you find yourself thinking, "Gee, well, what should I do with my money?" Am I, right. you know, what as a reflex, I'm going to buy some RRSPs. <laughs> and and you know, it's funny because that's what happens. So just a history of uh, RSPs. So it was yeah. started back in 1958, so about 61 years ago. Wow. And you're right; it's become a reflex. Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get one. It's that time of year again. Time to go. I, it's, it's February. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna buy a Valentine for my <laughs> sweetheart, and I'm gonna get an RSP. So the funny thing is, um, RSP is really interesting because when you ask people why do they buy RSPs, well, if I ask you, Chris, why do you buy an RSP? What's your answer? I just I, I was told when I was young, it's that's what you do, and I started at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Probably as as young as I could be. I've been working since I was delivering newspapers when I was fifteen, right. and started contributing to RSPs pretty soon after. Yeah, so so most people buy RSPs for the wrong reason. Yeah, they buy RSPs to save taxes. Yes, and that's and that's always one of the things. One of the you know immediate benefits right. is you think, well, I'm saving for that first home or I'm saving for retirement, right. and look at this tax refund I'm going to get, yeah. and I can buy a new TV. Right. And there's the problem. (laughs) Because the refund is really a lottery. Right? It's uh, it's your money. Mm -hmm. And but many times the refunds already spent before you file your taxes. Yeah. And the idea was to reinvest the um, the refund. And then when you get older, you know, in your Mm sixties, you got it made. But we don't do that. So the first problem with RSPs what I find is we buy it for the wrong reasons. If you're buying your RSPs to save taxes, you know, the RSP is just a tax deferral. It's not a tax saver. Right. So eventually you're going to have to pay that tax that you're getting and spending on your new TV. Right. So you might want to rethink how you buy this RSP. So you should be buying the RSP for growth. Mm-hmm. Make sure it grows. And then the second thing is to save you some taxes. Right. But we don't do that. And then reinvest that yeah. savings or that uh, refund. And you know what's interesting we have 14 months to buy the RSP, right? Mm-hmm. And guess when people buy it? Right at the deadline. The last day, <laughs> the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that you're not planning uh, any strategy. You're mm-hmm. just buying it to save taxes. So you're buying it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know, it, uh, 
You were telling me earlier there was a poll from TD Waterhouse that said 61% of baby boomers say they're going to use RSPs to help fund their retirement plans. That's a big chunk of people. Right. And the problem is they mismanage that RSPs. So if they're going to spend, in fact, the baby boomers are going to spend more time in retirement than they did working. So you better make sure that that RSP that you're going to live off lasts you for a long time, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I said there's some do's and don'ts about the RSP. Yeah, one of the things that uh, that you were mentioning to me off the air was one of the don'ts is don't ask your friends for advice. And yeah. that's the thing, you know, you turn to your friends for advice on all sorts of things. What does this uh does this shirt match my pants? Should I <laughs> should I get the red car or the blue car? Right. Uh what what are you doing with your investments uh and uh and should I get an RSP? What 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 should I what kind of uh balance do I need? Right. And, so yeah. so your friends, you know, don't know anything about your money life. You know, you don't discuss money with them. But yet we ask them, you know, should I buy an RSP, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? So don't go there. Go to some CRA websites. Um, I always say don't ask Google, ask Kelvin. Yes, askkelvin.ca. So, yeah, should I buy one or shouldn't I buy one? So look for other sources on, on should I really buy this RSP? And every each one of us are different, right? So don't take it for granted. You know, what happened 15, 20 years ago, it's totally changed now. The tax system has changed. Um, you know, interest, everything's changed. But we haven't changed our thought process about planning for our retirement or, you know, trips and things like that. Yeah, and and again, trips is one of the things that people are going to spend their refund on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can. Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on, on your lifestyle, depends on what you do. But the RSP refund should always be reinvested. Right. Yeah, don't take it. It's, it's a lottery, you know. Don't take it for, uh, don't buy a TV and stuff with it. Don't put that back into your investments, right. put that back into your retirement, and that way you're getting that extra bang. Mm-hmm. And because you're going to end up having to pay those taxes when, you, when you need the most. And you're going to regret getting that refund, right? So don't, don't just, you know, don't just guess, right? Sit and have a written plan for yourself, what you want to do. And that's one of the do's and don'ts too, is do have a plan. And we're going to get that coming up on the other side of the break. We're going to get into what kind of plan you need, how do you make that plan, and uh, how to choose the right plan. Coming up with Kelvin, the money guy, that's askkelvin.ca. And you can call us if you have a question for Kelvin live on the air today, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone, and call and ask live. We are live here on Global News Radio with your life, your money, coming up on 910 here, and we'll be back with how to pick the right plan for your retirement savings on the other side with Calvin the Money Guy. Good Sunday morning to everyone out there. It is 9.14. We thank you for spending part of your Sunday morning with us here. I am Chris Crest, and I'm here with Kelvin the Money Guy, and this is Your Life, Your Money. We're looking at, uh, what was it, minus 8, I think, when I was driving in mm-hmm. here, and it's supposed to be warming up a little bit as the day goes on, and uh, sunshine sticking around till the afternoon. So you get out and <laughs> try and enjoy, enjoy a little bit of sunshine coming into your window because you don't want to go outside because it's still quite cold. We've been talking about uh, RRSPs this this hour because we've been thinking, hey, it's RRSP season. People are hearing the commercials. People are are getting pressure to buy their RRSPs. We're trying to figure out the do's and don'ts on exactly how you should be buying them. Right. And uh, we just talked about, hey, don't ask your friends for advice. We're moving on to do 
choose the right plan. How do I know what the right plan is? So the right plan comes down to your own personal life, right? So one of the things you hear um, all the time is, you know, the banks are always telling, not to pick on banks, but they are, they advertise most, telling you to um, take your money, put it into this GIC, the RSP, and leave it alone. So a long time ago, that was fine because mm-hmm. GICs were paying you, you know, a nice 10%, 12%, but mortgages back then were like 15%. Today, it's the complete opposite. I learned the hard way that GICs don't make, don't make you very much money when I put a bunch of money in a GIC when I was like 19 or 20. So. Right. I mean, they're, they're appropriate for the right person, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is, um, you know, you put, away your, you put it away at 2%. Um, you're never going to make any money. Inflation, which we never had to worry about till last year, is about 2.5%, something like that. So if you're earning two on your money and mm-hmm. inflation is two and a half, you're really not making anything. Right, your money's doing better under your mattress. Yeah, you might as well spend it. Go on a trip, buy that TV. You know? Yeah, um, so, TV. so look for the for the right place to put your, um, your, your RSPs. Only, you know, you got to look at your age, uh, how far are you away from retirement, um, what do you want when you retire, like how much money, income you want coming into your pocket, and then choose that plan. So don't just go randomly and buy an RSP for buying an RSP's sake. And one of your other do's and don'ts is don't speculate. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, speculate on what you do. The RSP is really a mini pension plan, Right. Um, so treat it like that. Treat it like, treat your RSP if you're managing it yourself, like you're a pension manager, okay? Look for some uh, protection of your capital. Um, avoid unnecessary risk. You know, if you can earn a 5 6% on your money, if you're in your 40s or whatever, you're doing well. So don't mismanage your money. Treat, treat it exactly like a mini pension because at the end of the day, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And and let your money be boring. Like don't. It's funny. It's like the um, the fox in the hen house. You know, the fox is always chasing the egg, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the fox is the investor, always chasing the markets for bigger returns, higher returns. I want to get this. I want to do that. And they forget about the hen house, the government. So the more you make, the more they're going to take. So yeah. try and have a balance of what you do. Don't become a fox in the hen house. Interesting stuff. And the other one, uh, another do that you have is do contribute regularly. So I guess that says something to everyone who's waiting for the deadline. Yeah. So it's funny. Like I said, we have 14 months to buy this RSP, right? If you're going to buy one. But many times people wait and wait and wait and then they get to February. And guess what happened last week or two weeks ago? You got your bill for Christmas. So guess what you have in your bank account? Nothing. Not very much. Right. So then what happens is you're thinking, oh, man, I can't buy this RSP now. Or you hear commercials telling you borrow yeah. to buy your RSP. So borrowing to buy the RSP is, is interesting because most people, I think, from my 30 years of doing this, uh, shouldn't really borrow to buy an RSP. Um, and the reason being is unless you're going to take the refund, pay down the, um, the loan, yeah. And pay off that RSP within nine months. But most people don't. Most people stretch out that RSP loan for about a year, about two, three years. So you're really defeating the purpose. Right, because now you're paying interest on that loan. And then what happens is next year comes. And guess what? 
you're going to borrow again. Yeah. So, so you're always trying to catch yourself. You're always chasing the, your tail. So maybe you shouldn't borrow. I don't know. That's interesting. It depends, I guess, on your on, on you. your situation. Yeah. It always strikes me as being a little, uh, a little scary, a little dangerous, a little reckless to borrow money in the hopes. Yeah, I guess you've got to make sure you do your math that you're going to be able to pay that loan back. Right. And there, there's another thing is they encourage you to borrow to buy your RSP. And uh, sometimes, I remember a couple of years ago, the bank would say, ah, borrow 10 grand, put in your RSP and take 10 years to pay it back. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sure Yeah, the bank wants you to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're saying during the break, you know, it's really funny. You go to the bank and uh, they tell you, put your put your money in at 2%, you do your 10000 and then they lend that same ten thousand back out as a mortgage mm-hmm. and charge it to customer four percent. Right. So, so. <laughs> you're not getting very much return. The bank yeah. is making up the money that they're paying you in interest on the other side of it right. to, to the mortgage. Yeah. So why don't when you're planning your retirement or your short term goals, why don't you be the bank? Yeah. Why don't you think how they think? Right. So don't ask friends and. Don't do that kind of stuff. Choose the right plan for yourself. Figure out what you, how you're going to buy this RSP if you're going to, and uh, move on. More on the other side with the do's and don'ts of RRSP buying and RRSP season here with Kelvin, the money guy, and your life, your money. Ask Kelvin.ca. Ask K-E-L-V-I-N. And you can give us a call here live on the air at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. Any of this sound familiar to you? Are you wondering what the maybe the smart way is to borrow or what the smart uh, buy is when it does come to RRSPs? Give us a call here and ask Kelvin live on the air or visit askkelvin.ca. More of Your Life, Your Money coming up on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you all for joining us here at 924 on a Sunday morning. And it's askkelvin.ca if you want to find out more about Kelvin, the money guy. You want to get in touch with him, ask Kelvin, ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can ask Kelvin any question live here on the air at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. Well, not any question. You don't, ask, don't call up and ask if Superman can outrun the Flash. Yeah. Yeah. That's, not, that's Money not what questions. we're looking for. Money questions here. Does Superman make more than the Flash? Now that is an important question right. to ask. But we've been going through the uh, do's and don'ts of RRSP buying because it is RRSP season and people are thinking about it and people are worried about it. You're thinking about your retirement. You're thinking about how much you make, how little you make, and right. wondering how much you should be squirreling away. Yeah. And one of the don'ts that uh, that you highlight, Kelvin, is don't contribute if you're expecting your income to be low. So a lot of people probably think my income's low. Right. I want to make sure I get the maximum tax refund here. I should be contributing a lot. You're saying don't contribute. Don't, no, because the, the refund is based on your marginal tax rate. Right. So if your income is below 35000 you might not want to um, contribute. You might want to save that RSP room until your income gets a little bit higher and then make a one-time um, RSP contribution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you re- so again, the refund depends on your marginal tax rate. So when your income is above 80000 something like that, um, yeah, maybe buy one. But when you're below the thirty-five, don't. And that's, that's not only for younger people. Mm-hmm. That's for older people too. Because remember, you can contribute to an RSP until you're 71. Right. Right. So when you hit that retirement age, your income is 
low also. So you might not want to buy an RSP then also. So you're you're sitting there retired. You're still contributing to RSP. Or you're getting closer to retirement, semi-retirement. Income slowing down a mm-hmm. little bit. You're not going to get a good uh, bang for your buck on no. that RSP. In, in fact, if you're in your 60s, maybe late 50s, 60s, and have a chunk of RSP money, and you've retired, you happen to retire, uh, you might want to start taking money out of the RSP and put it into a TFSA. Right. Because when you were younger, you probably bought it at a higher tax bracket, take it out now at a lower and put it inside a TFSA. And if you have time, you can actually decumulate a lot of your RSP by the time you hit 71 when you have to turn it into a RIF and start taking the money out. And, you know, we're talking about how it applies to older people. I was actually talking to some uh, younger relatives who are in their sort of cusp of 20s and 30s and feeling like they're sort of way behind. This This was what they said to me. I feel like I'm way behind because I haven't been contributing to any RSPs, TFSAs, any savings plan at all. But when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're probably making under 30000 or, or around right. there. So, so unless you're going to uh, use the money for a down payment of a home, maybe instead of buying the RSP, maybe save it in, the, in your tax-free savings. I mean, uh, if you haven't put any money in your tax-free savings, you can put up to about $63,500. Um, so, yeah, maybe accumulate the money in the tax-free savings if you're younger. Mm-hmm. And then when your income goes up, turn the TFSA into an RSP and now take a big uh, tax break. With the TFSA, are you getting a similar um, tax refund on that, or how's that work? So the the TFSA, again, that was started in 2009, and it's really an upside-down RSP. So the RSP, um, you get a tax break today, and then you got to pay your taxes when you, when you need to go to take it out. The TFSA, you don't get a tax break today, but mm-hmm. whatever you make inside of the TFSA, whatever investment growths do, you pay zero tax. Right. So it's really, the RS, the TFSA is, is a true tax saver. So you're not you know paying those taxes when you retire, mm-hmm. when you really need the cash. Uh, yeah, and the TFSA is very underused, you know. Mm-hmm. people. I don't think people really realize the concept or how powerful that TFSA is. Do you feel like it's a, it's a generational thing? Like, so we our, our parents and grandparents grew up in a time when there was only RSPs or mm-hmm. maybe no RSPs, depending on how old they are. Right. And so they they're sort of in that rut of buying RSPs. Then they tell their children to buy RSPs, mm-hmm. and I'm sure most of our listeners are telling their kids to buy the buy RSP. RSPs. That's how I've been saving yeah. for retirement. So it's got to be right. Yeah. So because of that, there's still a learning curve on. Right. transferring to an or changing gears to a uh, TFSA instead. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I say, for the older people that's maybe listening, maybe it's time to start uh, having a look at uh, maybe I should cash some of the RSP out. Again, it depends on your tax bracket mm-hmm. and so on. And build a wealth inside the TFSA. Um, the, the, the RSP is a tax deferral. It's mm-hmm. not a tax saver. Yeah. So at one point in time, the money's going to have to be paid back. So... If all you're ever doing is listen to these commercials and buying the the RSP for tax purposes, um, maybe you don't want to, you know. And and it's really funny because when you listen to the um, to the news and TV commercials, mm-hmm. all that they go on about is um, fees and fees yeah. and fees. I'm thinking, my gosh, you know what? Why don't you guys talk about the uh, some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. of RSPs and some of the good things that RSPs 
will do for you. Yeah, the pitfalls, the return that you yeah. could have in front of you, but people don't want to pay no. any fees for the services that people are providing. We're all cheap. That's true, right? <laughs> but but it, and it's also it's short-sighted because we, you know, it's a chronic problem. You know, present Chris, today Chris, isn't worried about what future Chris has to deal with, right? right? I want that refund right, right now. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we live in the now generation, eh? <laughs> Imagine you go to McDonald's in the drive-thru and you have to wait like two minutes. <laughs> it's like, man, you're mad, eh? And that's the longest two minutes of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get another do before we take the break here, and that is do pay off your loans before you contribute. Right. So we see people come into the office and they have all these debt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't maybe you don't want to buy the RSP if you're credit if you're carrying high interest rate debt, pay off the debt. Yeah. Don't worry about the RSP. Because you're, you know, money stress is going to kill you. Yeah, and that RSP is not going to give you a bit, a bigger return than that no. interest and the, the peace, peace of mind of not right. having that. And if you're disciplined enough to keep the refund and pay off the debt, yeah, but, but we don't. Many times, I did a seminar uh, last week, and one of the questions I had asked is, what do you guys do with the refund? And one of the answers was, oh, it's already spent. And I'm thinking, uh, you didn't file your taxes yet, and... Uh, <laughs> You already spent the refund? Yeah. So that's the mentality. So if you have high interest rate debt, please pay it off first. And that's that problem again of present Chris bought something that he can't afford. That's why he's got the debt and he's <laughs> right. not worried about what future Chris has to exactly. do with. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can ask uh, Kelvin any question about this here at 416-870-6400. We are live on the air here on Global News Radio, and you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A, and you can visit that website anytime. Again, you can call Kelvin anytime at 416-457-7526 as well. We'll be talking more about your retirement savings coming up after the break here on Your Life, Your Money. Good Sunday morning to everyone out there. We thank you for spending a little bit of your Sunday with us here on Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston, and I'm here with Calvin, the money guy. You know Calvin. He is the money guy, and he's got <laughs> uh, the answers to your questions when it comes to your finances, and particularly today we're talking about RRSPs and retirement saving. AskKelvin.ca is his website, Ask K-E-L-V-I-N. .ca is his website. Kelvin, we've been going through the do's and don'ts. Right. And now we're, we're thinking about the things that we, we need to know about our RSPs, about retirement saving. And you know, when when's the best time to sort of, you know, maybe you feel like you're behind and you want to sort of catch up a little bit. What's mm-hmm. the best time to try and try and do that and try and ravel things back together? So the best time from what we see to catch up on your unused RSP room is when we're in a bear market or when the markets are volatile the way it is. Some people believe that we are in a bear market. So if you believe so, now is the time and you believe you should buy the RSP, now is the time to double up and put as much as you can because you're buying at the lows of the markets. And, you know, if you're 10 years away from uh, retirement, that money will double up uh, probably in eight years. So bear market is always the best time for most people to uh, contribute to the RSP. So a bear market is when the markets are down, you know, over uh, 20% or so uh, from its peak. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did hit that um, in December sometime. So again, have a hard look at where you are, how much RSP room you have, namely how much money you have. So... So there's many things that go into RSPs, you know, into buying. Actually, not just RSPs, but any type of investments. 
And the biggest problem that I see is people lack to sit down and plan, you know, when they want to retire, how much money they need. Um, and, and we get so inundated with uh, little things that we miss the big pictures. Like you say, today's Chris is not like future Chris. Yeah, right? He's not worried about him. Yeah. And, and another thing that, that we find is, you know, people want to accumulate a million bucks in their RSPs, right? Yeah. And some do, actually. Uh, people have eight, 900,000 RSPs if they started when they were young and, and really diligent about saving. The problem there is if you have a uh, hundred grand, um, if you have a million dollars in your RSP, well, it's really not your million dollars. Right. Because about 400 belongs to the CRA. Yeah, that's almost half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you really want to be mindful about having a lot of money in RSPs because it's not really, and I'm not being negative about RSPs, so mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. What I'm trying to do is to have people be mindful about how you do it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and everything hinges on your tax bracket. So when you, when you retire and you have over a million dollars in your RSPs, you know, when you're 71, you have to turn it into a riff and start taking it out. And you've got to take 5.2% of that money when you're 71, 72-ish. So that's about 50 grand. So if you have a healthy pension, you know, you came from like the older people have great pension plans like mm. they don't have today, you might be subject to clawbacks of your um, old age. So again, it all comes down to planning and planning in retirement is not planning a year before you retire. Right. It's like probably five to seven years before you kind of know you want to retire. So you backfire, you decide you're going to save a lot of money in your RSP, you've got a pension plan as well, and you find that you're making too much money and you're in, you end up eating away at those savings and at the benefits that you do have because you're retired. Right. So think of if you're, think of... Um, you know, it's not the um, the stock markets that are going to get us, eh? Mm -hmm. It's going to be the tax man. Yeah. Because taxes are getting higher and higher and higher every every year. Yeah. Every budget, it seems like it's getting higher and higher. And people don't go and find things out. Like, for example, the, uh, the pension tax credit, you know? So if you're, and I don't know if people do this, but if you are 65 years old, right? 65 to 71, Maybe what you want to do is set up a mini RIF, and a RIF is the the opposite of an RSP. So an RSP, you're putting money in. A mm -hmm. RIF is you're taking money out. Right. Right. And there's no age limit that you have to do it, but it has to be done before age 71. So if you're 65, set up a mini RIF. Take fourteen thousand dollars out of your RSP and put it into the RIF. And take $2,000 out every year. Mm -hmm. And the $2,000 that you're going to take out, you don't have to pay any tax on it because you get a, a $2,000 pension tax credit. So if you have a spouse, you and your spouse, you're 65, you can take out that money from your RSP tax-free and go on a trip. So that's that's the the trick there is yeah. making sure you're getting it out right. at a rate and with enough time so that you're not going to end up paying taxes. Yeah. On it. So the pension tax credit is a huge uh, thing for people that are in their 60s, you know, over 65. But again, it's it's the simple things that's going to save us money. It's not the big things. Mm -hmm. So so you know, I always say, be a uh, a learn it all, not a know it all. Right. 
So some people, you know, I listen to them and they, they know everything. I'm thinking, uh, you don't know everything. Try and be a know-it-all, you know, a learn-it-all. A learn-it-all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't just think you know stuff. And the tax system is so complex. We don't know. I don't know. But we go and we find out information to help people to keep more of what they make. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when they say knowledge is power, knowing is just sort of the half the battle when it comes to learning and becoming wise and knowing right. and, and constantly learning yeah. is probably the best way of looking at it because what was true before isn't necessarily true today. No, and don't please ask Google for money advice. <laughs> ask that's Calvin. It, no, everyone, that's right, because you know what? Everyone asks Google for health advice, for money advice. Ask Kelvin for yes, your money advice because right. he knows he, he, he's going to get you on the right path, whereas Google can take take you down a million different roads that aren't necessarily right, right for you. Exactly. Right. AskKelvin.ca is a handy website. If you want to get in touch with Kelvin, you want to learn about your investments, about retirement, and you want to be, become a know-it-all, become a learn-it-all and not a know-it-all and right. keep an open mind and be a student of your own finances. Right. And that's really where it starts is AskKelvin.ca and 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. We'll be talking more about this and some other money issues on the other side here with your life, your money with Kelvin the Money Guy. Ask Kelvin.ca. Ask K E L V I N dot C A. Good Sunday morning to everyone out there. I'm Chris Crest and I'm here with Kelvin the Money Guy and this is your life, your money. Ask Kelvin.ca is his website. That's ask K E L V I N. .ca, and we've been talking about retirement saving and RRSPs. It's RRSP season. If you right. haven't started hearing the commercials on the radio and seen them on TV and bus ads and everywhere, you're going to start seeing them soon Next, because yeah. this is the time of year. We're bombarded with ads and everywhere we go. Yeah, if it's not about Valentine's Day, it's about RRSP and investing. And we've been talking about you know some of the how you should start out when you're saving and what you should be saving if you're not making very much, and then also what you should be planning for as you're approaching those retirement years and how you should be investing your money and whether or not you should even be buying RRSPs. Right. And uh, Kelvin, one thing that I know I saw was this week or the week before was a study from CIBC, I believe it was, who had uh, found that I think it was one in four Canadians regretted retirement. And one of the reasons was they were bored at home. Right. The other was they hadn't planned enough for the amount of money that they were going to need in order to live the lifestyle that they were used to and that they wanted in retirement life. So maybe that's, you know, golfing every day. Maybe right. that's taking nice trips. Maybe it, who knows exactly what that lifestyle is all about. But, you know, what we're planning for a retirement that's longer than maybe when maybe we thought it was going to be when we started working. Right. So, you you know, a long time ago, we, like, are living, we're living longer, right? Mm-hmm. So back then, we retired at uh, at 60, and you're mm-hmm. dead when you're 65, right? Yeah. Today, you're, people are starting new careers when they're 65. Yeah. Right? So you better make sure that this money that you're putting away is going to last you for a long time, man. Otherwise, you're... You're gonna be. You're gonna wish you didn't uh, retire. You know, retire, mm-hmm. right? So, so when we look at when CIBC and TD and somebody look at uh, at surveys like that, it's true. Uh, retirement planning is not just about money. Mm-hmm. It's about lifestyle. You can't golf every day or garden every day, mm-hmm. right? So you got to figure out when you retire. What are you going to do to stimulate your mind 
because studies have shown that when you retire at 65, 67, health becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Remember, you're used to getting up and doing something every day. Now you have nothing to do. Yes. Right? So you're going to be drive yourself crazy. You become much more sedentary anyway and just because you're relaxing a little bit. Right. And then you got to look at the money. So people are saying we don't have enough money. And the reason they don't have enough money is because they're saving their, their retirement plan, their TFSAs, money they have in the bank. They're saving it the traditional way of buying fixed products, GICs, that doesn't keep up with inflation. There's no hedge against inflation. There's no hedge against taxes, nothing like that. So that $1,000 today is not $1,000 in, you know, in five years from mm-hmm. now or even next year because it's invested in fixed products. So the problem with people in their 60s, late 50s, 60s, is how do I invest my money, make sure my principal is somewhat protected, but yet have the ability to invest in the stock markets? Mm-hmm. So years ago, back in 2009, 2008, the insurance companies teamed up with the uh, mutual fund companies and banks and so on, and they came out with these guaranteed products where they guarantee you the principal, you got to hang on to it for 10 years or so, or 15 years, I forget what it is, and you still have the ability to make money. Sometimes with these products, you can lock in your profits. I don't don't really like to talk too much about products and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. what I'm beginning to notice is that the older people, if you're in your, if you're 60, most likely in the next 10 years from now, you, we might face a downturn again in the markets because it seems like every 10 years, 12 years, there's an uptick and a downtick. Mm-hmm. So depending where you are today, you might want to sit back and do some research or figure out where, you know, how you're investing that money so you have some principal protection, right? The Bank of Montreal did a survey and they found that most Canadians need about $4,000 when they retire, Right. Mm-hmm. So when you do the math, and again, remember I always tell you math doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. So if you need to fund a thousand dollars from the time you're sixty-five to the time you're ninety, earning a five percent return, um, inflation lies by two percent. You need about two hundred and ten thousand dollars in your bank, in your RSPs, TFSA, something like that. So you really don't need, you know. A, another thing you're gonna find in the next few weeks is you need a million dollars to retire. Yeah. yeah. Well, when are you ever going to save a million dollars when you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's, it's definitely hard. You know, yeah. a million dollars is, is, when you think about it, that is, that's that's the dream amount, right? right. That's what, and if you had that money saved, you'd probably spend it. And people forget that uh, when you turn six, 60, 65, you collect CPP in old age, right? So that's, you know, that's about, thir- depending on how long you worked in Canada, mm-hmm. depending on your income, it's about a thousand bucks to twelve hundred dollars. So if you're married, that's twice that. So you're getting in about two thousand. So you only need to fund two thousand dollars. So you need to save about four hundred and twenty grand. That's all you need. Wow. So the, the people who are are listening right now, who are in their late fifties and sixties, mm. and they, they're probably finding a lot of other money pressures on them, whether it's kids, kids who are still at home right. or uh, aging parents that they've got to deal with. You know, or in the last segment, we were talking about that, um, the, the pension tax rebate, credit, credit yeah. so that you could uh, take out up to $2,000 a year after you're 65, correct? Right. So maybe after the commercial, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Okay, perfect. Because I'm I interested in, you know, trying to ease the pain for a lot of people who are approaching retirement 
and keep finding new ways to spend money or new reasons and problems that they're running into. Right. You can call us here on the air, 416-870-6400. Last call for calls on Your Life, Your Money here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And it is our RSP season. That's what we've been talking about here and talking about your retirement savings with Kelvin, the money guy. Ask Kelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A is where you can check out more information about all of this and about Kelvin, the money guy. Even when he's off the air, you can reach out to him there as well. Now, Kelvin, we were just talking about, and I was asking you a question, you know, retirement saving or people who are close to retirement right. and they're thinking maybe they're five or 10 years out from retirement, but they keep finding there are more pressures on their money than ever before. Mm-hmm. And is there a way that they can sort of tap into what they've been saving in their RSPs in order to try and deal with and mitigate some of those costs? Right. Well, one thing I had mentioned a bit earlier was mm-hmm. the pension tax credit. So if you're 65, between 60 again, if you're 65 to 71, uh, maybe set up a mini RIF and move $14,000 into the RIF and then withdraw 2000 every year. Um, you get the $2,000 tax-free, so you're not paying any tax. It's, it's the pension tax credit to people that are over 65. So if you have a spouse and you're both in the same situation with money in RSPs, you can, actually, you can withdraw $4,000 every year and don't pay a penny in tax. Nice. Again, if you have, if uh, depending again on your income and so on, um, you might want to decumulate or take out some RSPs, again, depending on your tax credits, depending on your income. So if you if your income is twenty thousand, you know you're going to be in the same tax bracket. If you have a thirty six thousand dollar income, so you can take money out there. Nothing will change as far as you're taxable, and maybe give the money to the kids or whatever you, whatever you wish to do. Whatever right. the costs happen to be right. in your life. Now, right. Kelvin, in the Final moments of the show here as we are uh, closing out. Uh, we've been talking about retirement saving, talking about investments. And this week we had the Chinese New Year. And uh, gong right. hei fa choi to all our uh, Chinese <laughs> listeners out there. And it is the year of the pig. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, w- whether you you know believe in any superstition or not, right. there are sort of things that you can sort of derive and think about going back, looking through time at the history of the year of the pig. Yeah. So last year, 2018 was the year of the dog. Mm-hmm. And apparently those, that year is bad. And it's actually, a dog year. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and it was bad because a lot of people, when they're getting their statements now for the investments, it was dated December 31st. And of course, it's terrible. Yeah. Right? Now we're February 10th today. Mm-hmm. So who cares what December 31st was, right? Yeah. So we're in the year of the pig. And the year of the pig is really interesting because if you follow this stuff, I kind of do, but I don't. But I try to let me look it up and see yeah. if it makes any sense. It's interesting. For yeah. Sure. So the year of the pig is really great year for investments. And relationships, but well, relationships good. is a different show. <laughs> hey, that, that, that's a, yeah, exactly. That'll be that's a different show, and then that, that's a concern for Thursday, though. Valentine's Day is coming right. up. So the last year, if the pig was when, I can't remember. Yeah, two oh seven. Okay, so two oh seven, nineteen ninety five, nineteen eighty three, nineteen seventy one, nineteen fifty nine, forty seven, thirty five, and twenty three. And the only negative year in all those years of the pig was 1947, where the markets returned about a negative 8% return. Wow, that's going back. Right. But prior to all of that, it's always been double-digit returns. So if the year, if, the, if history follows itself, this is a great year for investments. And in fact, 
The stock markets in January has its best month in about 30 years, I believe they're saying. So we're already starting the trend. Yeah, but you have to manipulate your portfolio to take advantage of it, and right. most people don't. So what I'm trying to say is have a hard look at your um, investments. Should I buy an RSP? Shouldn't I buy an RSP? Maybe I should decumulate my RSPs. And it's important to ask people who know the answer. Don't ask your friends. Ask it's Calvin. Calvin. Calvin's right. the guy. Calvin's the money guy who you've been listening to all hour here. And don't get caught up in these fees and mm-hmm. things like that. Focus on you. You know, focus on, on how much you're going to have when you retire and things like that. And making sure that you're going to get a good return on your investment. And the best way to start is with good advice. And if you're looking for advice, ask Calvin Doxier. Or ask your advisor, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, many people have advisors. Sit down with them and have the discussion. You, You know, if you have a great relationship with them, please sit down with them and ask them, what you should be doing. Are you on the right track? Yeah, exactly. Kelvin, thanks again for spending an awesome Sunday morning here with me. And I'm learning a lot. I know our (laughs) listeners are too. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks. Right. Good. Thank you. That's Kelvin, the money guy. Ask Kelvin.ca 416-457-7526. 416-457-7526 is the number to get a hold of him. Ask Kelvin, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. That's another episode of Your Life, Your Money, wrapped here. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.